0: WOOOOOOOOO <laughs>
1: the most powerful band of outlaws in history but times have changed and the notorious kelly gang has been reduced to
2: just one man
1: it's not kind ripping off the rich helping out the poor This is the Kelly Gang, and I'd like to make a deposit. Hello,
2: and welcome to Rewatchability. We're part of Entertainment One's podcast network. We are a podcast that rewatches old movies to see how they hold up now, Mm -hmm. today, in this present Mm -hmm. era of scrutiny. I don't know. <laughs> we, gotta we, we got
3: to scrutinize. We love it. <laughs> we got millennials put over. love to scrutinize. That's what they're known for. That an avocado toast. Oh god, those and avocado toast. scrutinize toasts. so much they could afford houses.
2: <laughs> and we just blame the boomers, you know? <laughs> Fuck. This week on rewatchability, we're going to be talking about an Australian film mm-hmm. named Reckless Kelly. Mm-hmm. But who are we? But, but who are we? Like
3: we usually introduce ourselves. You're like oh, I, was, Blaine I, was Waters. There.
2: <laughs> I was getting there, and with me as always is <laughs> Reckless Kelly. No way, I screwed that up. Okay, my name is Blaine Waters. With me as always is Reckless Rob. Okay, that was <laughs> you. <laughs> God damn you! Uh, we're of course doing Reckless Kelly as uh, a little, of n- a little known Australian film. Maybe not so little known. No, because I don't think so. it's it's done by the kind of enigmatic, crazy director. Called Yahoo Serious. <laughs> he did uh Young. The Einstein. well-known, the
3: famous Yahoo Serious. He did Mr. Accident? He is like the Kenneth Brana of Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and in between uh those two movies, he did uh he did Reckless Kelly. So we're gonna be talking about that in just a minute. But I wanted to thank our Patreons. Thank you so much yes. for going to patreon.com mm-hmm. slash Rewatchability, and you can uh, you can get. Uh, sometimes we upload just episodes for you, mm-hmm. so no one else can get them. Just you mm-hmm. at uh, Patreon dot com, and at uh, certain levels you get to pick the movie that we do, mm-hmm. and uh, we have to do it. We <laughs> we're, we're legally contractually obligated <laughs> mm-hmm. to do this movie, and luckily Michael was very nice and he picked he picked a movie that was fun to watch. Well, if we didn't do it, it might be a diplomatic incident.
3: <laughs> Because Michael is Australian
2: between two Commonwealth countries that's it,
3: right, we'd have to get the Queen to decide, and the Queen does not like to decide things,
2: like she had to do that prorogation thing and the oh, fact, i don't want to get into it I know I know she'd just suspend the fight instead of Parliament <laughs> it would be it'd be really bad, But yeah, so Michael will kind of uh, come onto the show here and there throughout the episode because uh, I talked to him earlier so we we have some some legitimate. Aussie introspection, right. On this, the movie. Australian perspective, right? Which, which is, I think we're going to need because, yeah. uh,
3: you yeah. know, yeah. This because is our a... perspective
2: is like right side up, and we need something that's upside down because yeah. they're from down under. Also, this movie starts upside down, so that's uh, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, you know in advance. I'm sorry, Michael, <laughs> for all our. All our Aussie jokes. And what uh,
3: story, Australians?
2: <laughs> just in general.
3: Just in general. But not really. They have a beautiful
2: country. I really want to go to Australia. Me
3: too, but it's so expensive. To get over there? Yeah. yeah. So if some Australian Patreons want to throw together a whole bunch of money for us to do a down under rewatchability tour, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you just sold it. <laughs> Definitely going to happen now. So, Rob, when was the first time you'd seen or heard of uh, Yahoo, Serious or Reckless Kelly? So, I have actually seen this
3: movie. What? And I was intrigued to watch it again. It was a long time ago, yeah. back in the days of these forgotten temples, <sighs> these high temples of culture called video stores.
2: <laughs> it
3: was in 93 yeah, <laughs> that it came out. <laughs>
2: There is a lot of video mentioned in this movie so we have to kind of remind viewers that videos once existed. It, it was a thing. Yeah. So, we went to the video store mm.
3: oftentimes with my dad on the weekends when we spent time with him. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the thing to do and we would watch movies and, you know, eat chips and stay up late and all yeah. that stuff. We thought it was very fun. And we, we just the movies that were there were the movies that you had to watch. It's kind of like Netflix. You don't right. get to choose. You just have to pick what they want you to watch. Yeah, what they put into your queue. <laughs> That's right. What they're forcing in your eye holes. <laughs> so somehow we got this movie, Reckless Kelly, and I mean, it's an intriguing film. Was this the first Yahoo Serious movie you saw? I think it's the only Yahoo
2: Serious movie I've seen. I don't know if I saw Young Einstein. What's the third one? Uh, Mr. Accident, where he kind of plays like a Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin-esque. Yeah, game. I didn't see that. Yeah, no, uh-uh. me neither.
3: No, but I remember this because it had a very striking cover. Yeah. It has Yahoo Sirius on this, like, junky, post-apocalyptic, sort of Mad Max-type motorcycle. And he's wearing a steel garbage can on his head. Yeah. It's, you know, and there's like mist behind him, and, you know, he's backlit. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, very imposing figure. It's impressive. It's very impressive. So there was that. And then also, I remember the movie kind of being funny. Mm -hmm. Like, there were bits that stuck with me for some reason. Like, going back into it, I remember that there was some sort of. Shakespeare connection, right? I was like Hamlet. Is there a Hamlet thing? And I guess there is a Hamlet thing.
2: Yeah, which we'll, we'll get to. And there's a there's a Hamlet thing in in the actual story of of Ned Kelly. Too, oh, is which there? this is kind of based on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll I mean,
3: that. we should say loosely based.
2: Yeah, this is kind of uh, an alternate history of Ned Kelly. Yeah, and we don't want to like. Yeah, we don't want to say anything to offend. Our
3: Australian uh, listeners, <laughs> right. well, yeah. or, yeah, any violent
2: Australian gangs, <laughs> members. Right. But, yeah, he's a folk hero. He is sometimes a folk hero, sometimes people— <laughs> Folk villain? Yeah, <laughs> folk villain. i I think it's, it's pretty split down the middle in Australia, from what I understand, that he— some, uh, people feel that he's like a Robin Hood figure, and some people feel that he was just like a horrible human being, right? That uh, killed a lot of police. Yeah, and there's people like that in American history too. Yeah, and there's Jesse
3: James. Yeah, there's uh, those gangsters. Mm-hmm. You know the ones.
2: I, I know the ones. And <laughs> the and and we should say that Ned Kelly was best known for making a bulletproof suit of armor to go <laughs> right. after the police yeah at one point and so that's why the trash can on the head of, of uh, Kelly in this movie
3: right yeah this movie stuck with me enough that I remembered the name Ned Kelly and did independent research on wow. it wow you know like in the Wikipedia days when I was you know I mean which continue <laughs> sure, when I was very yeah. high in bed with some chips and just being like I'm just reading about whatever the chips again that, anything
2: know? that mentions Kelly you need to have chips now <laughs> right. I
3: chips <laughs> kelly and potato chips
2: yeah they're crisps i think in britain and maybe australia yeah they probably yeah. have
3: a unique word for yeah
2: they're like schwa's langers or something <laughs> in australia plain. i'm sorry please i'm very respect <laughs> our commonwealth cousins okay <laughs> i'm sorry that you're still commonwealth like we are so that you have kind of fond memories of it watching with your dad yeah. and you remembered scenes from it too yeah okay that's cool yeah i i watched young einstein when i was a kid and that was kind of the movie that i saw He plays the electric guitar and electrocutes himself and there's this parrot that dances along and i remember all that it's like he had some really striking imagery in his comedies Mm -hmm. because they were so over the top that he could do a lot of that stuff right um and that was an alternate history too that was about einstein growing up in tasmania well einstein did play the electric guitar I mean he did invent rock.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. That was his main contribution to science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole E equals M C square thing actually only came because he was writing a song <laughs> Yeah. and you know, he used the E chord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he squared it.
2: Yeah, yeah, who serious said about that movie? He was like uh he he pitched it as in uh, 1920, Einstein discovered the theory of relativity. In 1921, he discovered rock and roll. <laughs> so that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty good. It sounds like
3: Polly Shore pitching a movie. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: and uh, it, and he it was like an MTV thing, right? right? Okay. And, um, and he had an MTV show at some, but we'll talk about all that later. Okay. I just remember Young Einstein a lot. I remember hearing about Reckless Kelly and knowing that there was another Yahoo series movie out there, but not knowing what it was and right. I knew the story of, of Ned you didn't Kelly. seek it out I didn't, I didn't seek it out there's a Peter Carey book who's a, an Australian writer who wrote um, about the I think it was the history of the Kelly gang or something and okay. it was like a fictional book and I read that and I liked it and so okay. I was like oh yeah Yahoo series did a movie around this and I've been meaning to watch it uh, but never had the opportunity so thanks Michael for mm-hmm. doing that you fulfilled Blade's lifelong dream <laughs> <laughs> and we should throw it to, to Michael to see when he first saw this movie as well
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it at the movies. Yeah, I I just I recently rewatched it, and I'm pretty certain that they actually must have cut stuff out of the one that I downloaded, because I, I I remember parts of it and saying, "Hey, that's not what happened." They they missed out some lines. They missed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember it really vividly. I've got one of those me- memories for movies and TV shows I really enjoyed. I was just a teenager at the time I think I, I would have seen it with my parents I think it was it was so Aussie so and yeah just so just so crazy and it's yeah yeah funny yeah. I, I hadn't been to America that's how I assumed America must be like when he went <laughs> over there
2: so rob do you want to run down the plot of this zany wacky kind of spoofy comedy I will
3: try, but I only speak a little Australian, so I got a bit lost. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you should have watched it with captions on, man. <laughs> I did. Oh, oh no.
2: <laughs> so it starts, uh, like you said, with an upside-down ocean. Yeah. I didn't even get this. I was like, yeah, okay, that's an interesting way to start it. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm at a loop.
3: <laughs> that just sets the tone for the rest of the movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah, (laughs) not highbrow comedy. No, but it's like really arch. (laughs) It's really arch. It's really out there. It's really – it's like uh, a little uh, Jim Mm Carrey-esque, you know?
3: So it tells the story of the Kelly Gang, which we're told is a mythical, long-lasting band of – and family of Australian outlaws. And they go back way into the past (laughs) – Apparently to uh, yeah the uh, Aborigine inhabitants, mm-hmm. and they're, there is an Aborigine uh, Kelly Uncle Dan in the movie. In in the movie, there yes. is one guy, <laughs> <laughs> so they can make that claim. <laughs> so they can make that claim. Yeah, but uh, you know they're 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 well known and they're regarded for. Being For robbing the rich and stealing the poor. Robbing banks. but well, they, no, not stealing the poor. <laughs> they stole all the poor.
2: <laughs> the poor are like, where are we? You're <laughs> part of our collection now.
3: No, they're renowned for robbing banks. Yeah. And instead of keeping the money like any sensible person does, they sort of Robin Hood it to yeah. the local populace. For their housing loans. For their housing loans. Yeah. And this is a age-old tradition that has been passed down the line. Though now, they explain, it's mostly they run this pub, and there is one sole bank-robbing descendant, and that is Neg Kelly, reckless Neg Kelly. Played by Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious, which, what's the deal with the name? I mean, did he purchase stock in... Yahoo, and then he was like, "Just to prove
2: I'm serious." <laughs> Gonna put that period on the end of my name there. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get into that after the oh, break. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's wait. Let's hold off. Yeah. I mean, uh... mysteries upon mysteries, Rob. Mysteries upon. <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, but... but he has to, you know he he does his day to day thing. He goes to work on his motorcycle and robs a bank. Mm-hmm. He uh, shoots out an ATM machine <laughs> right, which
2: pleads for its life <laughs> yeah it, he uh he doesn't he shows no mercy to that computer no it's unfortunate but he does meet robin banks while robin banks mm-hmm. yeah there's there's the first pun in this movie yes I mean, no it's not the first pun there's more there's yeah but i loved them all and uh,
3: yeah and she is of course played by melora hardin and blaine do you recognize Melora Hardin?
2: Yeah, it's one of the trivia. Go on. <laughs> no, no, I do, I do. Jan from the Office. Yeah.
3: Oh my God, it was so amazing to see her.
2: Yeah, she's so. Yeah, she's been in everything. When I was looking at her IMDb, she's been in hundreds of things. Yeah, I mean, she's you know worked
3: very often, but I think for me personally, it was great seeing her because on the Office, her character is you know. Playing that character must have been so thankless because at first she's portrayed as, like, you know, the sort of hard-ass boss who is, you know, actually just responsible. (laughs) But then she ends up in a—well, anyway, you have to watch the series, but, you know, she sort of turns into a bit of a joke. Oh, okay. (laughs) But great performance by Melora Hardin. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing to see her here. Yeah. I was like, is she Australian? What the heck? But yeah. she's
2: not. No, no, because she, yeah, there's a lot of like Americans in this because it was uh, a better Australian going to America. Right. Right. Reckless Kelly going there. Uh, she also must have had a hard time in this movie <laughs> saying her lines. Oh my lord. Yeah. It's like a lot of reading Shakespeare aloud during a bank heist. Like, is, right. Is, <laughs> That's what she's doing. Yeah. It's very weird. And then when she's on a plane, also reading Shakespeare. I feel like she's just reading Shakespeare aloud
0: the entire. She
2: loves fucking Shakespeare.
3: Oh, God. But who doesn't? Yeah. Pretty great. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> only guy. Only guy there is. <laughs> but he, he doesn't just steal the money from the bank. He then deposits it into everybody else's accounts. And then he takes the receipts, and he brings them back, and he mails them out. They lick stamps, they send them to all the Australians, and then uh, that's how the operation works these days. Oh, and he also has to, you know, of course... Take the bullets out of his body, right? Because he gets shot multiple times during this robbery. Yeah, and
2: he is a hollow human being. He just leaks air. He's bloodless.
0: <laughs> he's, he's a
3: vampire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is an Australian vampire movie. Yeah, he's a he's a tire of
3: a person. <laughs> um, they
2: actually say the Australian word for vampire. We just didn't recognize. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets shot a lot, and he has to like patch it up. His dog gets the bandages for
1: him. You're very lucky. You've got your father's bulletproof constitution. (sighs) A little lower, I think, Uncle Dan. That's it. Okay. Ready? Yep. Band-Aid.
3: This is the thing I don't understand. Like... He gets shot multiple times and Uncle Dan is like, oh, there's that old Kelly imperviousness to bullets. Right. And then he's like, oh, I have to make a big suit of armor because I get shot too (laughs) much. Yeah, I don't you're understand. immune.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not. He's he's leaking all the time. He gets shot in the lung, and it's
3: just like it's just like a slowly deflating bicycle
2: tire. <laughs> it's, it's gross. It's kind of gross. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that harkens back to the to the real Ned Kelly who got shot a bunch uh, in his suit of armor, and that's why he fell. He didn't die. Uh, well, uh, uh he, he did eventually he did yeah. i read it too, blame okay but uh but like mainly because of blood loss <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't like a bullet when will we stop blood loss <laughs> donate now <laughs> you know he's telling part of the tale here but not not a lot of mm-hmm. it no
3: he's sort of referencing it like for example the glen rowan pub which the Kellys are operating where it's their, like, home base, their lair or whatever. Yeah. That is, I read, where many of Kelly's family did their last stand before they were shot up
2: by police. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a pub. Yeah, you just want to go there for a drink, you know? (laughs) A lot of flowing taps. uh, (laughs) Lots to clean up after a night of drinking. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but so he the bank is robbed
2: and, uh, you know, it's so weird that he robs the bank and then puts the money back into the bank. Like, Couldn't the bank just be like, no, we're just taking this money again? That's not how banks work. I have no idea how banks work. They (laughs) have receipts. Yeah, they have receipts now. But he he does – there is like an antagonist at this point. I was just going to get to that. Oh, God. And, (laughs) of
3: course, because it's an Australian movie, you know who it's going to be. Yeah, he's the best antagonist ever. He's the only – antagonist in the
2: Australasian continent. <laughs> well, and online too. If you plug into the Matrix, you might encounter this antagonist as well. It's Hugo Weaving.
3: Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Smith. Oh, he was also the dog and babe. He wasn't a bad guy in that. He was just a little rough around the edges.
2: Yeah, he wasn't a bad guy in Priscilla Queen of the Desert either. Please acknowledge my joke. It was it was rough. <laughs> God damn you.
3: Yeah. But he has a plan to get back at the Kellys by selling their ancestral homeland, <laughs> Reckless Island.
2: Yeah, yeah. And to he, the Japanese. And he's uh, – yeah, the Japanese don't have a great history with Australia either. But, uh, <laughs> but at the time, Michael uh, explained, there was me. a referendum to leave the Commonwealth as well at, really? around this point. So that's why he like cuts the – corner out of the flag uh, and they'd hated uh, and they'd hated British people at the time because so that's why they made it like uh, oh yeah
3: yeah I, I mean you know we have our own colonial history <laughs> though I mean in the grander scope of things like repatriating the constitution for example seems like a small little deal it's like yeah we should have it but there's been other things going on <laughs> yeah yeah that should be addressed <laughs> a little bit. A little but bit. <laughs> his plan, yeah. So, But Melora Hardin, Robin Banks, yeah. she overhears this plan and she sends the Kellys a, a warning. Yes. They get in the mail. And so they are hip to the plan. So they show up at Hugo Weaving's office.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With like like uh, carved stone Like birth certificates kind of thing? Yeah, that's right. 40,000 years? Documents that document all of their
3: existence going back to tribal times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is some of the trouble of this movie.
3: (laughs) And uh, he says it doesn't matter, but he will give them the first right to buy the land if they can come up with a million dollars. One million dollars. Yeah, which... Got to be honest, not a bad deal. Real estate in Toronto, a million dollars? That's an alleyway house. You're going to be living in somebody's old alley.
2: (laughs) Converted garage. That's right. Your floor is oil. Welcome home.
3: That's a feature.
1: (laughs) The oil feature in your living room.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, that's good for a whole island. It's not bad. It's not bad. He's like, okay, fine. I'll just rob some more banks. We'll get back the money. But Hugo Weaving's like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, bish." <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No trouble. You have to give all the money you rob back to the Australian people. That's your deal. Right. That's, That's the your Kelly. MO. You know yeah. the
2: whole line. Yeah, and instead of just making one slight change to how you operate. You need to find a whole new way of operating. <laughs> so he's like, off to America I go. Well, because he figures he can
3: rob banks in America and they don't have to give it to anybody because that's what they do there. Right. Uh-huh.
2: See? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I America. Get I get, uh-huh. yeah, Pretty selfish with the banks in America. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he calls it free enterprise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Stop pointing at me with that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, to rob banks in America seems like a good thing, especially considering 2008. Screw those banks.
3: Yeah, banks are bad for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, they've done a lot of bad things for sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who's our sponsor this week? <laughs> Is it Bank of America? Not anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we need a bank sponsor. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a bank account.
2: God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they money have money in my underwear. <laughs> Yeah, they have money, so it would be good. Don't keep it in your underwear. Is that what you're sitting with? Jesus. Just piled up on so stacks of cash.
3: <laughs> but so he takes the plane to America, and who happens to be on his flight? Robin Banks. Fucking Shakespeare herself. Yeah. And she tells him that uh, she's only being laid over, and then she's going over to England to study at stratford upon Yvonne to be an actress. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A Shakespearean
2: actress. (laughs) And to meet her, he crawls over everyone in the plane like Crocodile Dundee (laughs) did in the last scene.
3: Yeah. Oh, wait. Are you accusing Yahoo Sirius of plagiarism? Because it's a rich Australian tradition (laughs) to crawl over people on planes. Well, the is... first settlers did it when they were coming off the boats when they were sent from the prisons <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: well, they, that was the only way off the boat. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, there was no aisle. <laughs>
3: you know, it's
2: uh, it hard times. And there's uh, there's uh, some other things that maybe come from Crocodile Dundee in this in this movie. No,
3: you're not going to say that this is a fish out of water
2: tale. <laughs> uh, he does come to America, but there is the one of the first things he sees in America is uh, the star of a show. Uh, who robs banks in the show, in the... In the... Right, his favorite actress yes. in,
3: it's his favorite movie series, it's called Hollywood Outlaw. He's an right. outlaw. Yeah, loves you know. it. Yeah. it. It speaks to him. Exactly. You know.
2: And he comes upon a filming of it while he's trying to look for a bank to rob. He thinks it's a bank being robbed, and he's like going
3: to help the person, the bank robber, because yeah, exactly. that's the
2: polite thing to do. Yeah, and he recognizes her from the show, yeah. finally. And then they call cut. And uh, and and we get uh, John Pinet Pinet, I think it was Pinet. Yeah, he's there directing the scene, and uh, he calls cut, and we get the the weird the weirdness that uh, just
3: come out and say it, Blaine. The actress goes to speak to the director, and it is a dude's voice.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, I think Michael had some weirdness about that,
3: too.
1: I thought it was a bit weird, yeah, when it turned out the Hollywood bank robber turns out to be a man. <laughs> in yeah, the movie. yeah, it was, yeah. It, it just, yeah, I think, yeah, it's shades of Crocodile Dundee where, oh, oh, <laughs> yes, just everyone's everyone might be a man. You just never know. It's, this is America, right. you know, like in in Crocodile Dundee, he's talking to a, a Man dressed up as a woman, and all of a sudden, just yeah, just decide to go grab her and say, "Hey, it was a man or something." So maybe it was sort right. of a, sort of a similar sort of a thing. I, I thought they could yeah. have done it without. They could have done it without it finding out it was a a man. Yeah, I just <laughs> found that a yeah. bit unrealistic. So
2: it is a weird thing. Even <laughs> Michael, under, like, right? He, Michael's there too with us. I don't. What do you think, Rob? Is this is this because Kraada Dundee? Crocodile Dundee was going around grabbing people's, mm-hmm. you know, private parts. And yeah. he was kind of grossed out by it. If, if the person wasn't the person they yeah, like, uh, looked you're trying, like it's, on the outside. It's a bit
3: transphobic.
2: It's a bit transphobic. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. You know, we, we we've He covered can wrestle that ground. with
3: crocodiles, but he can't wrestle with his prejudice.
2: <laughs> it has his teeth too sunk deep into him. No, that's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like... A weird throwaway joke, and yeah. also, like, yeah,
2: just. Yeah, maybe it doesn't age well. I, I But as opposed to Crockett on Dundee, like, I watched it again. I watched it a couple of times to be like, is this transphobic? It is weird. It is part of the Hollywood is all not what you think it is thing, but he doesn't comment on it. He's not yeah, like. Yeah, he does. He says, does he? That's a man. That's a
3: man. You know, he doesn't say like, yeah. Oh. I
2: guess. <laughs> he does say that that's a man, so we understand the deep voice thing. Yeah. I guess that could Yeah, but he's not like they're he's not grossed it like, out by it. They're playing it like this
3: was a transgender actor right. that is playing the character and he is thrown aback by the fact that this is the case.
2: But for a transgendered person to be in a major role in Hollywood movies in this movie, I mean, that's. No, I'm not going to argue yeah,
3: that. I mean,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I would have liked to live that world in the 90s. But it wasn't played by a transgender person. Oh, fuck. So, Yep. No. Yeah. Well, looking at you, Yahoo, serious. You have some things to answer for. Some serious things. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but he is discovered by this director uh, whose mom tells that John. Uh, that uh, he should hire Yahoo! Sirius to to be in the movies. Mm -hmm. And this is good because uh, Kelly hasn't had any luck robbing the banks. No, everyone's so either nice there or doesn't have any cash in the bank. Yeah, that's
3: right. They're willing to set him up with a credit card, but they don't keep cash. So... He figures this is another way to get the million dollars. And he gets the studio people, the Panette and his mom, to agree to give him a million dollars to be in this movie. And their philosophy is really interesting because they have figured out that the way to make the most money making movies is to have the
2: biggest gun. (laughs) I mean, I remember seeing a guy on Jerry Spring. He was a director of like all all these knockoff Leprechaun movies, and all, and he was uh-huh. like, "You need the three Bs. You need blood. You need busts." And you need boobs. And that person <laughs> would be appreciated now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, HBO would hire him to direct Game of Thrones. They're you know? <laughs> showing his movies at the review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're but, bringing him out for like Midnight Madness at TIFF. But that was totally what this uh, what this guy was. He was kind of that B-movie director. Yeah. And he was like, "All our movies are so popular that we bypass the cinema altogether and go straight to video, which for our younger listeners... Was this contraption you put it into a thing? It's like a Netflix original. It's not as good as a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at Netflix just hurt right now. There's, well, oh, sponsor us. Oh, God. They will <laughs> we'll we'll back say you up. whatever you want.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, so they start to shoot this movie, and <laughs> his character is pretty amazing. He's playing a character called. The Christian cowboy, and the first time that we get a glimpse of this guy, he's riding in on his hog with this like big Puritan hat. Yeah, is a pilgrim thing going on? It's basically like the Terminators meet the uh, Quaker Oats. He, yeah, or like the Mayflower people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it's, it's this is kind of funny. I found this kind of fun. I thought it's, I, it's very weird. Has, I found it pretty funny. He has that George Michael uh, earring, the one cross. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: he would fun. fit in in Lost Boys,
2: which we talked about a couple of
3: weeks. Yeah, ago. Like, very Lost Boysy for sure. His <laughs> guns shot wooden stakes. He would be great. Yeah, and he tells he convinces Melora Hardin to come over and have a part in this movie, and she's initially hesitant because she's doing what she loves. She's doing Shakespeare, mm-hmm. so she convinces him that that they've got to put some Shakespearean elements in this movie because, you know, she just doesn't want to
2: do trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I like about this is the is the director being like, we don't have to pay for the script? And he gets this, like, old timey Hollywood uh, scriptwriter that's typing away on a yeah. typewriter in the corner, which is kind of what I pictured writing to be when I was a kid. yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you're just going to be on set typing every page as it happens. <laughs> um, which is what he was doing. You and got a
3: new one, Bernie? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> like, scrap the script. we got this old like this old uh, guy who uh, we can use all the stories for free. <laughs> it's great, and so, that's what Disney figured out, and they just do that again and again and again, mm-hmm. so. But they, the character that they introduced, the
3: way that they you know, adapt Shakespeare, as we would have said in grad school, mm. is by uh, introducing a character named Big Macbeth, right. <laughs> which I found hilarious when I was a kid. <laughs> and right. I think the I still
2: do. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Who are you? Big Macbeth. Blow your head off, or not blow your head off? That
0: is the question.
2: Well, it's because everything is just Americanized. Like everything he tries to put into this is just Americanized down to the final detail. It so. is
3: a satire, yes. to put it highly, heavily. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so you, t- you put some Shakespeare in there, it's going to be Big Mac Shakespeare. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I, I love that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then there's some problem with the money. The studio is going under.
3: Well, we haven't heard from the bank guys for a long time. So the uh, bank guys decide they hear about Yahoo serious and they uh, decide to close the accounts for the studio and uh, cancel their loan. So right. they're and not I-
2: going to be able to pay – Kelly the money. At the same time, they hire two, like, fans of Reckless Kelly to kill him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's, like, the way that it happens is so weird. Like, the, the it's just two guys getting autographs. And then this uh, guy that the Hugo Weaving has hired, the major, just sort of convinces them that he's stolen their identity and then this is where it gets a little bit crass is that he's in the airport going back to australia and they're playing happiness is a warm gun a song written by a certain john lennon <laughs> i don't know i can't think of uh what yeah, happened to that guy how did he die? Uh, and then uh, these two guys come up and shoot him
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a uh... Deep joke uh, that might not it might not come off as a joke. I don't know to fans of John Lennon. It's a bit dark. <laughs> it's a bit it's dark. A bit dark. A bit macabre. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he doesn't die. No, because he's no. impervious to bullets. We knew this already. Exactly. So he ends up the studio. Uh, the you know B movie guys have stowed money away. They do give him his million dollars. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he brings it back to uh, give to the Hugo Weaving before his house is demolished. Yeah,
3: but they're already in the process of moving the island. Oh, yeah. like season four of Lost. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, they have, like, this huge, like, cable thing. And they've also, like, locked all the other Kellys...
2: Down in the cellar or something like that. Right, yeah. It's pretty horrific because then when the shooting starts, the fire starts as well. Yeah. And they're all going to burn to death in this basement of this building.
3: Yeah, that's right. But Ned Kelly sort of comes back and he, like, crashes his motorcycle into the cable so that the island stops being moved. And also, Uncle Dan, he's had, like, this vision. (laughs)
2: okay remember oh yeah no he's indigenous right
3: (laughs) yes so you know he has to have a vision and you know they've peppered in a little of the vision stuff throughout the movie where there's like this whole scene where there's all these boomerangs being flown through the air like it was a big tribal war Mm -hmm. and now they replicate that moment he gets the vision as like a call to action to like Pelt the bad guys, the bankers, with guns with beer. Right. Oh, and I also forgot to mention the important, you know, the important point of this movie is that Melora Harding has told Kelly that she, he shouldn't be using guns. That guns don't solve problems. So he throws his guns in the garbage bin, forsakes them, even though guns are a big part of the Kelly tradition. They have a gun framed up on the wall. Yeah. And American movies. And American movies. And that's why he does the motorcycle thing because uh, he doesn't have any guns. Yeah. And then the end he has to dress into his armor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets in the full in the full suit. And like they're shooting him. Hugo Weaving is instructing him, like, shoot him in the eyes, right? Which <laughs> yeah, is the yeah. only... Like, because he has, like, a little, yeah, yeah. This is island. where he's, he's at his most Agent Smith-ish. He's changed yeah, yeah. into, like, a dark suit. Go for his eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, the sweep the leg Johnny moment. Yeah. and But, yeah, who serious is victorious at the end because, I don't know, this weird... Uh, he has, like, the, the gasoline tank goes yeah. into the air. And Aviation then, fuel. And then crushes agent smith yeah at the end yeah before he can kill melora harden he's like not even god can save
3: you now or something like that there's some right. sort of weird religious element because then he says amen
2: right <laughs> <laughs> yeah the cowboy the christian cowboy <laughs> brings it back brings it yeah back. so there i mean that's funny there's some funny funny points in this
3: yeah yeah it's a,
2: it, towards the end i was definitely rooting for the yeah. kelly gang yes for sure and we're gonna talk a little bit more about the Kelly Gang. What actually happened? Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, Justice time. <laughs> we're gonna catch up with Yahoo Serious and see if he's <laughs> see why he's so serious. Don't after this that.
0: break.
1: <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Rob, I have some trivia for you. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Reckless style. I don't S- know what that means. So there are a lot of bit parts in this movie. We've talked about some of them. Melora Hardin, who's Jan in the office. <laughs> John Panette, Jr., the Punisher. go weave. There's so many people. Mm-hmm. Which bit character connects to Jurassic Park? Which bit character connects
3: to Jurassic it was Park? Was also in Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. It was in Jurassic it Was Park. in Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, oh.
2: We've talked about this character already. We've
3: talked about all the characters already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Uncle Dan.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, his, he wrote the original Jurassic Park, and it was completely whitewashed to become the Jurassic Park you see today. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. It was the fan who kills Reckless Kelly. What? Yeah, is uh, Martin Ferrero? He plays the lawyer in Jurassic Park. Oh, the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, gets eaten on the toilet by the, the dinosaur. Well, that's what he gets. Ernie the Fan was his name. So let's talk about the Kelly gang. Okay. My question for you is it's just a question to talk about the Kelly gang. When when did when did Nettie Kelly die? At what age?
3: Uh thirty-nine.
2: Twenty-five.
3: Whoa. He was so
2: young. He was oh like he was the third oldest of the of the he was the oldest boy of the Kelly family. Right. And all his brothers died defending him. Uh, mm-hmm. so they were all younger than him. It started out in eighteen well, he died in eighteen eighty, so a little bit before then. Twenty five years before that. Yeah, that's when it really started. His family was under the thumb of the squatocracy. What's that? It's, it's aristocrats that like squatted on a bunch of land. And then would get people to work that land for pennies, which was a lot of money back then. No, it was – they worked for very, very little money Uh and uh, they were kind of being taken advantage of. But the aristocracy, the squatocracy owned the police too a little bit. right? And so uh, they had hardly any money to live growing up. And then Ned Kelly's dad died like three days after he got out of jail for one of his crimes for like stealing a horse. Huh. Um, And he was raised by his mom and the he fell in with some like roughnecks, you know, people doing some <laughs> Australian rough and tumble things. <laughs> yeah, he met other Australians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Australia, where even the the cops are prisoners. Um, and so he got in trouble with a law, and the one policeman came to kind of shut them down, and they ended up killing the policeman and fleeing, and his mom went to jail for it. Because she couldn't flee because she was old. So he was like, let my mom out of jail. She didn't do anything. Right. And, I, and they were like, no. He's like, well, I'm going to start robbing places until you do. And so he started doing that. Okay. And in in doing that, he did give some money to other people in all his gang. All the money? Not all the money, but it was dispersed a Four little bit. More people in his gang. <laughs> and and the Robin Hood thing comes from the fact that he released a like statement being like, let my mom go, but also – Like, give the people that are working under the squatocracy more money. Like, give them some justice, too. So he was for the people, and that's how he became kind of a folk hero. Okay. Uh, But in so doing, he killed lots of cops. Uh, He killed many people. Oh. So he's not the nicest guy. Oh. But didn't he just... Wasn't he able to just shoot the guns out of their hands like in this movie? <laughs> like in Reckless Kelly? Uh, no, he shot – he got the guns out of their cold, dead hands is, <laughs> is what he did. Heston style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was a final showdown where all of his brothers and gang was killed by the cops. And they didn't use guns, right? No, they used lots of guns. <laughs> okay. And Ned Kelly used three different handguns to uh, to shoot down – the cops oh. in this shootout, it happened in in the— when you were describing the poster, you described this because it happened in the early morning, so there was a lot of fog and mist. Oh. And he came out of the mist dressed in the kind of armor. Right. And no one—there was one cop that said, I had no idea what I was shooting at, but I was so terrified I kept shooting. The sun was behind them, and it was a red sun, so the mist was all lit up red, and the reflection of the armor made him look red, uh, with this big, weird head. And so wow. civilians behind the cops were shouting that it was the devil. And they were <laughs> running away. <Yes. laughs> it, was, it was great. And they, they kind of sh- shot him so many times that he lost blood through wounds on his arms and legs. Yeah. And so he was the only survivor of that assault on the police. <laughs> uh, besides the police, of course. And he was going to be hanged. And everyone came together. And they were like, he got to let him off. And the government was like, oh, we work for the people, so we're going to hang him. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> they hung that guy. He died in 1880 by hanging. So, wow. Uh, yeah. But what a life. But, but what, what? If he knew that he would influence
3: Yahoo Sirius, he would have went out happy. <laughs>
2: He is the most written about Australian of all time. More than Kylie Minogue? More than Kylie Minogue. More than Mel Gibson. More <laughs> Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. All right. Who else is Australian that we can think of? Oh, there's plenty of people. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> in 2001, Yahoo Sirius appeared in court. Uh oh, that is yeah. serious. He stole a horse. No, he didn't, no, he, he, he didn't live reckless. <laughs> reckless. Nights. I was too method. <laughs> it's because he. It was a. It was a trademark brand name infringement against Yahoo. Oh yes, an internet <clears throat> company, a dot com. I've company. heard of them. So part of this decision, I've heard of their answers. <laughs> came down to you know why they named themselves that. And so uh, if they had the same reason then maybe you know it was a little bit a uh, case could be made in right. one in one prong for mm-hmm. infringement. Uh, so And
3: that's why nobody
2: uses Yahoo anymore because <laughs> Yahoo series won the court case. <laughs> yeah, Google thanks him every day. That's right. By answering his questions at google.com. No, they gave
3: him a Google doodle. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if they gave him a
2: Google doodle. <laughs> Google Doodle sounds. It wouldn't be great compared to all those other great people who get them, but yeah, okay, right (laughs) up there with Marie Curie, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, So, why did Yahoo, the internet company, name themselves that? Because they loved Yahoo Serious. That is the answer, and that's why Yahoo went under. No, uh, it was. Yahoo himself named him named himself that because it was kind of – it was a comic and it was a very weird-sounding word. Right. And a Yahoo is kind of an oafish, stupid character. was serious at the end. The contrast to that is funny. But Yahoo.com named themselves that because the two guys that started it needed a name because they started out – their name was Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web. Was their first name? <laughs> and they were like, we got a fucking... Good name for an actor, though. <laughs> yeah, right? we got to change this. So uh, in that day and age, yet another certain company, they use that a lot in acronyms, yet another. So there was a Unix program called Yet Another Computer Piler. It was called YAC. So uh-huh. they were like, let's name ours yet another something. So they went with Yahoo and then came up with yet another hierarchical officious oracle. Which makes me think that they Yahoo! that they came up with this just so they wouldn't get in trouble by Yahoo. Serious, they're yeah. just like, yeah. I, I mean, we named ourselves
3: this. They did a Google search, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "Turns out it's a guy." <laughs> exactly. Damn, why didn't we use our own search engine? Uh, oh, this is pointless.
2: But they totally knew about him, and that's the thing. Because his part of his whole case was that he got Yahoo Inc's mail a lot. <laughs> it was sent to him at his home address that people thought that he owned yahoo (laughs) Um, so that was another thing you know why wouldn't you there's two things named yahoo in the entire world one is a guy one is a company why wouldn't that guy own the company and there was a uh kind of uh promotion through visa and the promotion was called yahoo seriously and so he was like come on guys and so they made the promotion. Why doesn't he sue Visa? <laughs> they got deep pockets. <laughs> I know, but it was through Yahoo. So they were like okay. joint on that on all that right. promotion, and the they they did it all for like a year before he was even approached. And then when he was approached, they're like, "Do you want to do this for free? Do you want to be in our commercial for free?" And he was like, "No,
3: I want to be." <laughs> do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> oh, I'm Young Einstein.
2: <laughs> I'm fucking reckless, My- <laughs> Kelly. And you're going to have a Mr. Accident if you be obey. Mr. <laughs> um, so I feel – I kind of feel for Yahoo. Yeah. I, I like this big – Wait, the company it, or the dude? The company, of course. Oh. You know, this, this big director, hotshot director. No. Like this company comes in, takes his name and then – and his name was known by uh, – in 1989. Like they didn't have a company then. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I kind of – but then the whole thing of *Gulliver's Travels, that there were Yahoos that, and that, that was the first. So it was like a literary thing. So no one really had claim to it. Right. So he kind of disappeared from the limelight and is kind Yahoo of a serious? famous recluse. Oh, my God.
3: They should do a podcast. Finding <laughs> <Fine>. Yahoo Serious. <laughs> I'm right here, mate. <laughs> literally
2: 2019 headlines. Finding Yahoo Serious. Uh, so I read some of the articles and I watched a, a video of Yahoo Sirius ap- appearing in June 2019. So wow. just a few months ago, the 30th anniversary of It was a proof of life young video. Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> he had the date on a newspaper. <laughs> uh, his hands were tied, but uh, that seemed to be on the up I'm and up. I'm being kept healthy. <laughs> I'm being allowed to watch my old movies. the <laughs> uh, but- Australian classics. He was asked some uh he he said he made Reckless Kelly to get over what happened with um young Einstein. You mean being successful? Yeah. And the fame that kinda came with it and he kind of went to Hollywood, he met a lot of people there, and that's why he kinda wanted to spoof it with Reckless Kelly.
3: Holly weird, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies with man's voices?
2: Oh, that was the highest paid actor in that movie. That's
3: bound to turn you a bit kinky. <laughs> oh,
2: That's another thing they
3: say when they see his video message and they're, he's wearing too much makeup as the Christian cowboy. He's like, oh yeah, has he turned a bit kinky? Right. Which I assume is a yeah, slur. A slight yeah, yeah, yeah. Of some sort. Good oh, in, in Australia. <laughs> um,
2: But yeah, I think he kind of dealt with the fame that that had by making this movie and by ruining his fame with this movie. Right. This movie wasn't well-received much of anywhere. A little bit in Australia, the people that were fans of him still liked him, but it was a flop everywhere else, unlike Young Einstein. Well,
3: it's pretty – I mean, when I
2: said satirical, uh, I mean, it's pretty like –
3: against American culture. Right. In a very like condescending way. And it yeah. uses this folk hero, <laughs> this violent character from Australia's violent past. <laughs> when you have to be you have to be pretty violent to be notably violent in Australia and then uses it to I'm sorry Australian listeners. <laughs> and then uses it to sort of preach to America and Hollywood. It's a little bit condescending even though kind of agree. <laughs> I mean, this movie has like a huge like anti-gun message. Yeah. And uh
2: yeah. As Canadians, we can all get a, behind an anti-gun message, but as Americans it's hard to swallow.
3: Well, and also, I mean, I think if he's with this movie drawing links between violence in Hollywood and violence in real life, you know, that's a hard question because uh I don't know. I like movies with guns in them. Don't sure. you, Blaine? I know you love guns. In movies? You love violence. and I, Well, I like movies, yeah.
2: What has it cost you? <laughs> it hasn't cost me anything. It's
3: costing you your island, your soul. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. This movie is so deep. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Or
3: something. But, yeah, no. I don't yeah. know. I can see
2: why people didn't love it.
3: And it's a little bit uneven, too. It's
2: like, yeah, it is a bit uneven. Um, Big Macbeth, though. That is gold. Killer line. Killer. But also, you know, yeah,
3: Americans being made fun of for fast food in the 80s. Yeah, That's they're not really like original.
2: That. Yeah, the the thing. He also was asked this this uh, talkback. What has he been doing with his life? And he talked for about ten minutes to not answer the question, which I feel is a little fair. Like the I don't know. The guy can do anything he wants. You know, yeah. let him alone. Does he have to be making movies all the time? He's not your monkey. You know, he's, he's not going to not dance. Your monkey. No, but at the same time. <laughs> Dance. dance, monkey dance.
3: <laughs> I mean, he was so insistent on forcing himself upon the world. Well, you know?
2: he was in a way because he said that it was the biggest fight of his life to get every one of his movies made. Uh, that it was it was impossible to find funding. No one wanted to like back the movies. And that's why he kind of left a little bit. He insinuated that the Hollywood kind of came into the Australian system and Hollywood's not ready for it.
3: Yahoo Serious.
2: Yeah, and that Hollywood did offer him a lot of things to direct, but he was like, I want to do my own stuff. And they were like, we don't want you to do that. We want you to do something else. So I think he was a little jaded about that and left for that. But he says he's been running again, and he mm. wants to make a couple more movies before he dies. Ooh, is he dying? <laughs> uh, Well, he's 61. Oh, my God. So he, for, for our older listeners... Can't afford to be reckless. <laughs> <laughs> for our old listeners, they're like, that's young, you know? What, what the hell are you talking about? But for him, he, I mean, and for Hollywood, that's really old. Yeah. He's, he talked about meeting Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood sitting him down and being like, I'm 61 and I'm just about to make uh, this Western. And that Western went to... On to be unforgiven, yeah. so so he obviously
3: he... he doesn't have to slow down, Eddie. Exactly, yeah. Clint Eastwood's still pumping them out twice a year.
2: Yeah, I know. Jesus, did
3: you hear about that last one, the mule? I saw it. Why? <laughs> I was on a plane. Oh. I don't know. I had a lot of time to kill. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. That's one
2: with the three way, right? With Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, and two and two younger women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote it himself. He was (laughs)
3: sixty-one when he was going to direct Unforgiven. How old is he now?
2: I think he's about a thousand. Jesus, yeah, spry, spry thousand. Yeah, but do you want to see more from Yahoo Serious? Is this something that you want to see more of?
3: Well, I think there's certain aspects of the movie that I admire, and I do admire the tenacity of somebody who's sort of working outside or against the Hollywood system. And, you know, I think, like, some of the movie has, like, a good sort of fun feel to it that Hollywood has sort of forgotten. Like, I like movies that are sort of, like, crassly satirical, like Canadian Bacon, for example. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. We had a nuke in the CN Tower in that one. Yeah, Yeah.
3: exactly. Uh, But those sort of movies aren't really hits anymore. They don't make those sort of, like, comedies anymore. I mean, I would... If Yahoo Serious was in more things, like I could see, you know, giving him opportunities to make more movies, but like, you know, he's just if he only wants to do his own thing, then uh yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm you know.
2: All right. Yeah, you I mean, you're pretty you're pretty cold on him.
3: I was pretty cold. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: That's fair. Well, Michael had some things to say about him too, and some kind of weird connections to the movie. Like his dad uh, worked for the company that they had the cornflakes of in this movie. But we'll...
3: I did laugh at the cornflakes joke in this movie because he's trying to get his dog to learn to speak, right? And learn to say the word cornflakes. Yeah. And then at one point he calls back, and everybody's in danger, and he's like, "Go get Dan," and the dog says, "Cornflakes."
2: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. There's there's some pretty funny things in that but let's uh let's let Michael talk
1: about no, his No, let's of... talk more about the dog.
3: <laughs> no, okay, Michael, go ahead.
1: I, I think so. Yeah, I I still I still really loved it. I I yeah, I I loved watching the yeah, the the dog was eating the Sanitarium cornflakes, and my my dad was working for Sanitarium at the time. I think I told you, and it was, yeah, yeah, and, and we were very proud that he he had the Sanitarium cornflakes, even though the number one brand at the time is the Kellogg's cornflakes. But
0: come right. on, Kellogg's
1: is American. We're saying no, no, no. <laughs> we he 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 had the uh, Australian. I wonder if kids would would understand the straight to video thing now, of watching it really. And says what's a video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I, I love the, the pitch on that of, of, like, our movies do so well that they go straight to video. They don't even go to yeah. video. It's, like, straight to Netflix now or, like, one of its
1: competitors. Yeah, straight to streaming or something, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Uh,
2: is there news of Yahoo Sirius? He seems to have disappeared from the face of the earth. And yeah. I was just wondering if, if Australia has tabs on him, if you've tagged him and are, are watching his migratory patterns or uh, what's happening with Yahoo Sirius.
1: Uh, he did one more movie called Mr. Accident.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: Yeah, that, I I don't think it went it, – it, it might have done well overseas. I don't think it did very well here. I never ended up watching it. I think yeah. last I actually saw him, I, I'm sure someone posted a picture of him on Reddit looking really what? old and decrepit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so I also think that it's – I mean I'm kind of in your camp, Rob. Like, I, I don't know if it's as – rewatchable as something like Young Einstein. It's Mm -hmm. not the... This isn't the movie that I knew growing up. Uh, I think that there's some funny points in it, but it misses the mark on a lot of them. It's funny, but it's not funny all the time. And he really tries to make you laugh in this movie. There's like a joke that misses the mark every minute and a joke that hits the mark every 10 or 20. So... It is a uh, it is sometimes a slog to get through uh, but if you grew up with it I can I can see how this would be kind of a nostalgic movie. Yeah for some Yeah, But
3: there is good aspects to it. I think Hugo Weaving's good. Yeah, he's great. as like a slimy,
2: and he's really young too. So like, so weird to see this is him. Where young. He's
3: like forming all of his like slimy tendencies.
2: Yeah, and like his face is still forming. Like, <laughs> he, he, yeah,
3: he has, he has like a baby face, but yeah. still like the same like slicked back hair. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So oh. it's terrifying in a way. He's because, so good. Yeah.
3: And Melora Harding was great. She's really uh, fantastic in this movie.
2: Yeah, I think she's been a great uh, addition to everything she's, she's been in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there are things to, to laud in this movie. But I think that at the end of the day, I'm not going to rewatch this one again.
3: No, I don't think I will either. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I could be convinced. I could be convinced to watch one of the other ones.
2: Like, perhaps if someone went on to Patreon.com slash Rewatchability yeah. and decided what movie we watched, right. we'd have to be convinced. Yeah,
3: but I would also like to watch another Australian movie. How about The Proposition? <laughs> I love that movie.
2: What? Isn't that, didn't that musician? Nick Cave?
3: Nick Cave do that one. The best Australian. <laughs> no love for Mel Gibson, Nick eh? Cave. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, no love for Mel Gibson. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, we want to thank you, Michael, so much for being a Patreon and and suggesting this movie and coming on and talking about it with us. That was really cool. And uh, I would not force anyone at gunpoint to go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. Because that would be against the message of this movie. Exactly. But you could kind of be our Robin Hoods by, you know, stealing from the coffee that you drink once a month. (laughs) And giving to, I don't, I don't know. Our, we're, poor. Our... <laughs> we're poor. There's no other way to say it, guys. Yeah, we're under the squatocracy over here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and thank you so much for listening. You can check us out uh, on Twitter, Facebook. You can get a T-shirt. Yes. And you can, if you can't give, please tell a friend about it. Or yeah. you can go to um, uh, the Apple Podcasts and rate us there because that really helps too. Tell an Australian about us. <laughs>